Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. And a happy motherfucking Friday, everybody. Hi, guys. Welcome to the weekend. Happy Friday. This is the first weekend of the holiday season. Remembrance Day is over. You did it. You held out on putting up your Christmas lights and your goddamn Frosty on the lawn. And now it's officially time. I bet you a lot of people are going to put up their lights this weekend, wouldn't you say? I would. I would, absolutely. By the way, like the whole house might, inside might be decorated, but now is the time you can put the outside shit on. It's Friday, so Dave Blizzard joins us. Dave, uh, quickly, how are you feeling and how much reaction did you get to last Friday's podcast? Oh my gosh, so a lot. Thank you for all the messages that came in from uh, people who have had concussions and wanted to tell me about their experience and sort of how to deal with certain symptoms. And then I had a couple of uh, healthcare professionals reach out with with proper advice, okay. uh, which was nice. Uh, and then uh, a bunch of people asking for the link to see the video. So, oh my god! So it was a good mix of stuff. How are how are your how are your daughter's views then? They must be through the roof. Uh, they're, they're growing. Yeah, okay, yeah. Good, she's good, she's good. pretty pretty excited about that. So I was like, oh, cool. I'm a half viral <laughs> video guy. Cool. <laughs> uh, guys, speaking of viral videos. Where we do our FM radio show is Kitchener, Ontario and Waterloo Region. And hey, uh, the topic of conversation worldwide right now because of a viral video that was shot inside a Kitchener restaurant on Wednesday evening. You guys have had a chance to watch the video of what happened at Milton's Bar and Grill. Mm -hmm. For those who haven't seen it, I'm going to give you a Coles notes on this video, but I highly recommend you go to scottandcat.ca and watch this video because... It's long, it doesn't include everything, and it is very hard to watch, but it's ignited quite the debate, especially between us. A man went in and he had a guide dog. Apparently at some point before the video started rolling, the management asked to see the papers for that dog. The man, for whatever reason, was asked to leave, and he wouldn't leave. Eventually, this got physical. And the manager, or, or the, were they the owners or managers, Kat? I think they were the owners, weren't they? If I'm not mistaken, the owner was present and, and another manager. They, uh, they got physical with the guy. And I don't know if it's been confirmed, but I'm going to guess that this guy uh, needs a little bit of help. I, I don't exactly know what's going on there, but he has a guide dog for a reason. And he was extremely agitated that this was happening, that he got asked to leave he couldn't understand why and he he did resist for sure when the owner or manager put their hands on him and it turned out to be this huge fucking thing that it didn't need to be again the video is at scottandcat.ca if you want to see it cat you think that this guy was wronged and that there should be charges laid yep and i expect there to be charges laid i think this leaves the police in a very difficult position because basically when to sum up the comments that have come in on this video most people agree with you charges should be laid 
the restaurant owners are uh, they're a piece of shit and, and they've been called every name in the book and yada, yada, yada. I don't know, though. I, I'm really kind of torn on this. Dave, what was your initial impression when you watched it? My, well, right away, I had questions. I didn't know how it started because the video just starts in the altercation. So I was kind of like, well, wait, a, what happened here? All I, all I saw when I started watching the video was somebody screaming and then other people saying, get out and you know, all this stuff. So I'm like, I don't know that I'm qualified to, to tell you what I think happened because I, I just don't know. I mean, it's fair to take a guess, I suppose, but I'm watching people argue about this online. It's like, hey, wait a second. Not all the information's here. Mm-hmm. And the video, whether you want to believe it or not, I don't think tells the full story of how everything started. I, I agree with you. Context is everything. We've mm-hmm. said that so many times when we've seen viral video and fights and everything. What is the context here? Because someone filming something, we don't know what happened beforehand. We don't even know what happened after the fact. We know that this is one moment that happened. I agree with you. But this man wasn't posing a threat physically to those people. He wasn't throwing dishes or you know vandalizing the place mm-hmm. or hurting anybody. In no circumstance would it should it ever be okay, and is it ever okay to lay your hands on somebody? Mm-hmm. That's what the police mm-hmm. are for. You know, if you actually wanted him out for whatever reason, maybe he didn't like his his dog, maybe he did swear, maybe he uh, didn't follow through with a mask mandate, whatever. Maybe the, case, the dog swore. Maybe the dog swore. We don't know because that part is <laughs> not take? on you video. Pull the fucking water around. Yeah, here. yeah. Who's like, do I have to hump to get a dry martini? I'll tell you, no matter what. It's never okay. What they did is assault. They grabbed him by his coat. They Mm -hmm. pushed him to the floor. In one part, I believe you can hear one of them saying, and I didn't hear it myself, but this is what everyone is saying, uh, one of the people who was assaulting him. There were like three guys on one, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, One person who suffers from anxiety and depression, which is the reason why he needs the dog uh, to be with him. Kick him in the head. Get him in the head. Grabbing him by the ankles. Another one trying to grab him by the shoulders to physically drag him out. If you have an issue with someone in your business, no matter what your business is, that is not the way to handle it. That much I know from watching that, I can tell you that they were wrong for that exact reason. Regardless of knowing what happened beforehand, it is never okay to put Mm -hmm. your hands on somebody. Call the cops. That's what they're there for. Like I said, he wasn't a physical threat. It's not like this is self-defense. It's not like, holy God, the guy's trying to beat someone up or pushed a waitress. That's not the case here. And Mm -hmm. we know that to be the fact. So... There's no need for doing what they did. And they, congratulations, you fucked yourself. Your restaurant's done. Those, that restaurant is not opening its doors again. And if it does go under new ownership, they're changing the name. Because this bad press is insane. It's never going to happen again. So congrats. Hope you feel good about yourself for the choice that you made. Where? Fuck you! Get the fuck out. Just get the fuck out. Fuck out, man. I have a license. Get removed. We asked you to leave. See, and you know, I'm watching the beginning of this video here, and and Kat, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you. Uh, for anyone that likes to fight on Facebook, listen to how this is done, how you can have a conversation when you disagree. I, I think communist. That, <laughs> <laughs> I, they were asking this guy to leave, and he wouldn't leave, and they were nowhere near him at the beginning of the video. Uh, he he walks away from the staff there, owners, managers, whatever, and they're still calling to him. Dude, just leave, please. They were pleading with him, just go. And the man couldn't understand why he was being asked to leave. And and okay, that is what it is. When you said you'd never put hands on someone, I think that we should add to the end of that, full stop. It's never okay to put your hands on anyone else. But when it comes to licensed establishments like this, I think we're all familiar with the concept of the bouncer. 
So there must be some example of when it is okay to put your hands on a customer. And typically when that happens in an environment where there is bouncers, nightclubs, if they ask you to leave and you don't, they will physically remove you. It kind of seems like that's what this owner was going with here. That is comparing apples to oranges in my mind. You're talking about a bar or nightclub where someone's probably highly intoxicated. The security guards are trained to do that. Let's keep that in mind that anyone who's a bouncer at a club, it's not just a title that you slap on someone who happens to be big, large, and looks in charge. you got to be trained. They're trained. Mm. You're a professional. You know the difference between someone who's going to cause a problem at that place, possibly put danger on, on anybody around them, or who already has uh, shown that they should be kicked out. This is... A completely different situation. You cannot even come close to comparing the two in my mind. I'm saying that there is a time and a place where you can be physically thrown out of a licensed establishment without police intervention. And whether it's a licensed security guard that was hired for the night and taken that online course, or it is the owner of the establishment, there's definitely precedent for removing someone physically from an establishment. In this case, again... And I feel bad for this guy because I don't think he went out expecting this. I don't think he wanted this. This is not uh, an anti-mask protester. This is a guy who's got uh, anxiety issues and so on and so forth to the point where he has a dog with him uh, when he goes out. And I just think that for the owners, their position probably hasn't changed since the beginning of COVID. They've been getting shit on. And people who come in without their masks or without their Vax passports, it's amazing how many establishments are dealing with unruly customers. And nothing ever seems to happen to those unruly customers. This is kind of the first time we've seen this on the other side where the business responds to that. And in this case, people are instantly calling for charges to be laid. And I I think that if there is going to be charges laid, then yeah, the owners should probably face charges if police determine there should be. But isn't there a case to be made for this guy was trespassing? How many times did he need to be asked to leave? Whether he agrees with it or not, he was asked to leave. And if it was over the guard dog, he's probably got a human rights complaint there. I'd but say, he, yeah, I would say guide dog. And I want to just give a shout out to that dog for so being good. awesome during so that whole video. Good. And probably scared. Like probably oh, yeah. scared shitless, that dog. But I, but I want to make the distinction between guide and guard because that dog didn't attack anybody, yeah. you know, and right. didn't, didn't go after anybody yeah. that, that grabbed the owner of the dog. Um, yeah, good dog. I got treats very, for that very dog. Well trained. Yep. Yeah. And as far as the, the person himself, hearing him scream like that is heartbreaking. I'm not, I do that. I'm not, I've done nothing wrong. Yes, you have. You're fucking destroying my business. We asked you to leave a hundred times. Fuck off. I haven't done anything, anything to to warrant that. Please, for the love of God, can what you don't we understand? You are trespassing, buddy. Call the police. No, I, I will call the police. Call. I mean, it's heartbreaking to watch, but let me ask you, uh, take this guy and his personal situation out of this. Take away the, the dog and his anxiety and mental health concerns and so on and so forth. Replace him with anti-masker. Would anybody have a problem with them removing someone who refused to wear a mask from their establishment? 
This is you. Uh, you quit comparing this situation to something that it's not. You got to look at the situation for what it is and what we know. You can't keep comparing things. Oh, what if they put? What if it's a senior citizen? It's not. This is the case. This is what we're talking about. We got to stop trying to compare shit. This might have had nothing to do with the pandemic. And also, I think it's such a sad, sorry excuse to try to use. Oh, they're probably stressed out restaurant owners who've been through a lot. That's no fucking excuse to do what they did. And and I'm not saying it is, but it is a relevant comparison. And I'll tell you why, because no matter what, the person was asked to leave. And if you don't leave and and people definitely get get punched in the face, is that how it works? No, you call the fucking cops. They know that they know that. But they decided to escalate the situation and fuck themselves over. So they play bitch games, get bitch prizes. I wonder I wonder what time. Uh, the cops were called or at what point during all of it, because you hear them saying in the altercation, we've asked you to leave a hundred times. Yeah. Well, if the first 99 didn't work, why didn't you, did anybody call the cops at that point? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they were all busy filming on their phones. Yeah. No, that well, was, yeah, that he, frustrates me. I can't confirm to the, if this is true or not, but somebody who was listening to our FM morning show knows a person who was there that was filming their partner had called the cops. So it wasn't the owner. It wasn't the person involved in this altercation, but someone at the restaurant had already called the cops. So a third party had to call the cops. My question would be as the establishment owner or staff member, would any of them have made the call or did they make the call? That's, that's what I'm wondering because me too. Yeah. I think that here's the thing when you're dealing with the public or you're dealing with, with multiple people, you need to learn ways to de-escalate situations Mm -hmm. and one language doesn't suit all in that case one size doesn't fit all well you can't take the same approach to every single person that person who's screaming in the video i don't know what it was that triggered the the response but that sounds like a very pained individual something's going on and i think the whole kick him in the head and and the you know just get the fuck out and all that stuff I, i i don't think he's hearing that Right. So as an owner of an establishment who is welcoming people in, I think there is a responsibility to be able to have those de-escalation skills in a way that's more so than just get out, going to grab you by the, you know, by the belt and collar and just toss you out like, like uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff on the Fresh Prince. And it is possible. I mean, I I worked in a restaurant. It was years and years ago, but I'll never forget one situation that was horrible and could have gone really terrible. And it was a manager that was working at the time. Someone was pissed about their steak. You know, like the usual kind of complaint, but this person was rude as could be the entire time and threw the steak on my manager at the time. Oh, yeah. As one does. Threw it at her. For fuck's sake, really? So (laughs) she could have. She could have done a number of things and escalated it. But she knew well enough that if I cause more problems, this could escalate. She was very calm and said, leave, please. I'd like you to leave. And the person, the person did leave in this case. But that's someone who was assaulted first and still just let it slide. And, uh, you know, obviously a different, a different scenario. But there are, there are ways to do it right. And these people did it all wrong. So what do you think is the, the next step to this then? Is this a you got to give training to, to owners and, you know, we put this ugly situation behind us? Or is this a case of you're not fit to run an establishment if you can't, can't have those de-escalation conversations? Or is there that third side of it where people just go, they didn't do anything wrong. They've been asking the guy to leave and he didn't leave, you know? So where, where do we go from here is my question. Well, that, I mean, and thankfully the police are involved now and that's up to them to decide. And I do see charges being pressed, even if it, sure, you want to go ahead and nail it. What would it be, Scott? Like a ticket for trespassing or something like that? Typically, like, yeah. Okay. If you want to do that, fine. Mischief, maybe. I, I think it's kind of, yeah, I think it's kind of pointless, but go ahead. 
But it's thankfully up to them to decide and set a precedent with this. Now, what you, I mean, you mentioned, like, is there, is there something that should be done from here forward, a training? There actually is, like, when you, when you mm-hmm. start, and that's part of uh, courses that you take when you do manage restaurants. And a lot of the, the um, restaurant brands have their own courses and seminars that you take, much like you would take at your own work for seminars yep. that involve you. And you're, you go through that training. Back you when are there's supposed like, to have that. You're sitting in the stock room watching the video on this tiny little TV Basically, in the back corner. And maybe Sign you, this after you watch it. And maybe you have like a pencil in your hand. You have to do a little quiz after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to so, make notes. Whether it's helpful or not, I don't know. Do they need to change it? I don't know. We don't see enough of this for me to be like, yeah, let's change the whole system. And amazing that like the video is so out of date. Like they got like an old like celebrity to to, to host it. It's <laughs> like, exactly right. how's it going, everybody? Yeah. It's your old pal Bill oh, Cosby. Fuck. Oh fuck! Oh yeah. fuck! <laughs> I'm here to tell you how to make a delicious drink for all of the customers. Take that out of the VHS yeah. machine. Take Throw it, it out. out. Throw it out. Uh, what I will tell you though in this particular case, because I do want to look at this case in particular specifically, and when you look at Google reviews, which have by the way gone from like a four to a one point mm-hmm. six in the last twenty four hours. Those aside, look back to the older ones look back to the ones from four months ago five months ago there's a lot of really bad stuff in there particularly about the staff um and some of it's about managers some of it's about waiters or waitresses whatever the case i do feel bad for the innocent employees and all of this Mm. who are probably out of a job now because Mm -hmm. of this um Let's hear a little bit of an interview that was done last night with CTV and the man in question, the owner of the guide dog, the man who was forcibly thrown out of this establishment. It still feels rather surreal. I never thought I'd have to go through something like that. Still shaken up, Justin Leckie says he was wrongfully removed from Milton's restaurant in Kitchener, along with his service dog, Epi at around 6.30 Wednesday night. I resisted because I said, no, I, I, I haven't done anything wrong. Why did you want to see it? Like he says, he was seated when two men approached him, demanding to see his service dog certification. I, I don't just show my papers to, to anybody. She helps me with ang- just general anxiety, um, panic attacks, uh, uh, depression, that type of thing. He says despite holding the papers in his hands, he was told to leave and that he was trespassing by a man who, like he says, later identified himself as the owner of the restaurant. They weren't having any of it. They said, no, we're, 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 you know, if you don't get up right now, we're dragging you out of here. And they did. Alex Roy and Trinity Wojcik were the ones who took the video showing the altercation lasting over four minutes. As soon as they started to grab his jacket and his coat and put their hands on him, that's when, when we started videotaping. They later called police to step in. Just standing there and just witnessing it was just, it was definitely really difficult to, to watch and process. Milton's has declined to comment. Police say they are aware of the video and are investigating the circumstances around it. Terrible for us to be in in the moment, but we just, we just want justice for the man and make sure he's okay. Lucky wanting justice too, hoping no one will have to go through what he did. Carbon Wong, CTV. Okay. Uh, again, that was CTV News. We didn't ask, but thanks in advance, guys. Um, I just want to circle back on one point that I think is important here. And I just want to establish this because, again, I, I still don't really know how I feel about this other than I feel horrible for that man. I think that dog is incredible. And I. Uh, I wish this had never happened. There were so many different jump-off points for this to not reach the point it was at. If he had left when asked, this wouldn't have happened. If they had called police, this wouldn't have happened. 
It, it seems like a very simple misunderstanding that escalated. But I do want to establish whether or, or one thing. Does a restaurant have the right to remove someone from their restaurant? And, and in this case, it was a guy that came in with a dog, which generally speaking, you're not allowed to unless you've got a guide dog with the proper papers. Is a bar allowed to throw out a drunk who's hitting on women? Yeah, you know what? I mean, this this is the thing that people say quite often with private businesses are allowed to set the rules as they wish. Um, no one's rights are refused if you're not allowed to go into a particular restaurant because it's not like you're being you're like a like a real um, thing you need. You can go to another restaurant. You know what I mean? Like it's not like that's the only place on earth that you can go. So th- yes, they do have a right to remove people. Uh, this is clearly not the way to do it, but this is where we are. Yeah. Do you think charges are going to be laid against the owner and or against the victim here? Oh, boy. The um, police are in an impossible situation because yeah. the court of public opinion has already convicted the, the owner of the restaurant. They think this guy is a piece of shit and he should be shut down and he should get charged criminally. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, there's mm. still a lot of people that acknowledge he was asked to leave. Uh, you, you know, I'm glad I don't have to make this decision because it's really tough. It's really tough. Like, does this, no. does this business owner deserve to have it all gone? Like, do they deserve to lose it all? Um, does this person deserve to be chastised and now questions of, well, I wonder if the dogs for a real legitimate reason, I can tell you right now that anxiety and depression and things like that guide dogs have been assigned for, and people have had those therapy dogs and it is a valid reason. So let's, let's pull away from that as being part of the argument just simply because it's irrelevant. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, uh, God, I wish this had never happened. It sucks, right? Like, I, yeah, I just, this so sucks. sucks. This, all and, of this sucks. Just to say, just to add to the shutdown portion, I don't necessarily know or, or think that the police would shut them down, but I will tell you that there's already planned protests if they want to open their doors, which is why I lead to, they're probably done no matter what, because I don't see a lot of people entering that establishment that even were willing to do it before all of this, because apparently they're, they were not that great, even though apparently their food was okay. But I don't, I don't see it happening again, and I don't even necessarily think that's going to be the choice of police. I think that that's just uh, the community. The community is going to answer to that and make sure that you have to shut down. You have no choice. Is there any lesson here that people who are watching the video can take away from this? That people who were not part of it, people who were not filming it, um, just watching the video online, is there any lesson about not being judge, jury, and executioner from afar? Like the court of public opinion, like you said, Scott, like it's, it, it's, it's set its piece and it's pretty, pretty damning for the owner of the place. But I also don't think any of us are qualified to make that call. We weren't there. And the video, whether we like it or not, it doesn't, you know, it, it's just not the proof that everybody needs to make the final call on what happened. You can make an assumption. You can jump to that. You can jump to conclusions all you want. You, and you may be right. But I think we just as a society, we got to pull back from that. Like just deciding that that we know it all or that, you know, in those situations, we would act differently. You know, I, I look at the people who filmed it. You know, did they at any point think I need to physically step in here um, or do they do the right thing because they're not qualified either to intervene? But who's to say that them filming it isn't the right thing? And that's another that's, thing I uh, kept yeah, seeing right. is I think that it is important that we have these things on film. Yeah. And Totally different scenario, but look at what happened with George Floyd. I mean, everything mm-hmm. that's, on, that's recorded on tape is used 
and is appreciated by those law enforcement officers most of the time. They say thank you because now they get a little more of an idea of what happened. If you didn't record it, it's just kind of a he said, he said situation perhaps. Mm -hmm. And then nothing may come of it and no justice may be served. So I actually appreciate if it does happen. If someone is able to step in, great. I wouldn't have physically felt okay doing that if I was there, for example. Do you think that I'm going to be able to tear those two apart? I'm like five foot nothing. I'm not going to be able to do anything. So why should I step in? And who's to say anyone else is capable of doing it either? So you can't assume that that could have happened. Yeah, you're right. I I would have stepped in. I mean, I can confidently say that. And I'm a fairly non-confrontational person. But in this case, it really just needed cooler heads to prevail. Owners, what's the problem here? You want to see papers. Okay, guy, do you have your papers? Do you? Great. This is the owner. He needs to see your papers to make sure the dog's okay to be here. Let, let me see the papers. I'll verify it. And then we're good, right? We're good. No, we're not good. Okay. What will it take? Maybe we should get the cops to come down here. Either way, just cooler heads needed to prevail mm-hmm. here. And I don't think that the victim was in any position at that point because he was so rattled to be able mm-hmm. to, to have to step back and say, let's go back to the beginning here. You're the owner. Okay. I will show you my papers for the dog. That was really all that needed to happen here. As far as I know. And I, I hate that it came to this. I feel bad for the cops in this case because they don't have the whole context. But whether they do or don't lay charges, they're going to get shit on. That's just all there is to it because people, uh, some people think there's blame to go around and others think that the restaurant owners should be charged and shut down. So I don't know what they're going to do, but it's going to be an interesting case to follow either way. Again, that video is at scottandcat.ca. You know, Scott mentioned uh, not being confrontational. The only time he's ever confronted anyone is when I'm standing behind him. Yeah. It's true. I have nothing to fear if Dave's behind me. <laughs> it's the only time I've ever seen Scott get in anyone's fair, face. Fair, fair. Yeah. I get and really going, chirpy when the? Dave's with me. Yeah, yeah. What's your face like in that scenario, Dave? Like, oh, I'm like, oh, again? again? <laughs> <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, guys, I don't know if this is righting or wrong, if this is creating more equality, or if we're really on a path that leads nowhere but mediocrity. It's the end of grade nine streaming. As of this September, grade nines don't have to go through that horrible burden of choosing academic or applied streams. They will just take the course. I like that they changed the wording on that because when I was in high school, it was advanced and basic. Yes. I, advanced general or basic. See, yeah. and I, when I went into high school, that's when they switched to the applied academic. And at one point, I believe for a short time, wasn't it called university and college or something too? And then they tried that for a bit. Oh, maybe. And I then don't they know. I don't that remember back. that. But I'm actually one of the first years when I entered high school where it was applied and ap- academic. And did you feel better <laughs> with whatever choice you made? I mean, no. I actually, I don't mind this particular uh, choice that was made, and I will explain why um, after you go ahead and explain what's going on, Scott, because some people might have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, uh, until now, and it's been going since before I got into high school, uh, students going from elementary school to high school chose their stream. Again, for me, it was advanced, general, or basic. Dave, you had what, basic and advanced? I think so. I'm, I'm going back, I'm thinking back to math. That's specifically yeah. where I remember the distinct and difference. Basic. I mean, that basic. word basic. Like, yeah. What a gut punch. Eh? I'm pretty. Yeah, it was advanced and basic. You and fucking idiot is what yeah. they might as well oh, call basic, it. Basic, huh? 
Like I, I remember one year taking basic math and I learned more in that, more practical math in that course Good. than in anything I learned in advanced <laughs> math. Right. Well, I mean, there's this uh, Canadian universities. A lot of them are a joke. You really need to get over yourself, higher education, because uh, there's this thing out there where a lot of people won't get accepted if they've taken applied streams instead of the academic stream. Wait, which one's the higher one? Uh, academic. Uh, academic. No, is Ac- it? Academic, yeah. Apply, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Applied and then academic, yeah. So unless you took all academic, you're not getting into this fucking school. Okay, well, you, you calm the fuck down because there's yeah. a lot more to it than grades. First Agree. off. Agree. So, you universities need to get over yourselves because you pale in comparison to almost every school south of the border. And you expensive. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> as far as uh, making people choose, I liked that about high school. I liked that I could play to my strengths and I knew English was a strength for me so I could take advanced English. Math wasn't my strong suit and, and I probably would have taken uh, a lower tier. Now, if I get to my grade 12 year, or actually I had OAC, by the way, grade 13, but if I'd gotten to, to grade 13 and realized, shit, I needed advanced English, then I would have had to go back and take those courses in advance. That was, was so common. There. You know how often that happened? All the time. All the time. You made up your mind, 12th or 13th grade, I'm going to go and be an architect. Ah, shit. That means I should have been taking advanced math. So you take them, whether it's in the summertime or you use a spare and take a class. There was lots of different ways to do it. Now, no choice. And here's why. Ontario will no longer make students choose between applied or academic courses, a practice that critics say disproportionately disadvantaged, racialized, and low-income students. Education Minister Stephen Lecce says Ontario is the only province in Canada that has a streaming system, and the government wants to remove barriers to success for all students. Now, we're really just kicking the can down the road here, because there will still be different tiers and streams it's just they won't start till 10th grade that's exactly it and i'm glad you clarified that because i think that that part is important and i think and i'm okay with this decision and i'll tell you why in grade i think it's kind of difficult to decide for a grade eight and usually what you would have is and i remember this well is i had it wasn't really guidance counselors because in elementary school it's not the same kind of thing but you would have your teacher perhaps or a designated teacher that would sit down with you and say okay cat um, grade eight here, it looks as though you're doing good here and good there. When it comes to math, I'll, I'll use that example because I was terrible in math. There's no way you could be an academic and make it. Um, I would strongly suggest that you go applied. But let's say in my mind, I dreamed of being a whatever for a living where I needed those academic courses because I knew a math that teacher. it would get me into... <laughs> I, Damn it. I would be the worst math teacher ever. No, but let's say that I, had, I, I really had ambitions to do something that required me to take academic. And then I had my grade eight teacher. And this is in part, this is like kind of a true story aside from the math because I don't want anything to do with math. But of, oh, you know, I'm not sure that you'll be able to do it. And it you feel kind of like a failure before you even enter the doors through high school. Yeah. And I think that you have to be on an even playing field when you enter the doors in high school. Like all of those reasons that you mentioned aside, because I, I, I did hear a lot about how it was, um, it impacted, uh, you know, the racially and everything else. Okay, I can't speak to that personally, but I could see it. But I think everyone needs to be on an even playing field. Because once you get through the doors and you figure things out for yourself, because you're nervous at first and you're worried, and oh, there's more homework and this and that. There's a lot in your mind going from that transition to grade eight to high school. Sometimes when you get through the door, you go, 
This isn't so fucking bad. This isn't as hard as I thought it would so be. So how yeah. about now through grade nine? I'm in the same class as everybody else, you know, regardless of whether you get a 60 in the class or a 98 in the class, you're going, I, I can do this. I thought I would come in being shitty at it, but I'm actually okay. And I'm applying myself pretty well. And I think that I could actually do academic. And then you end up doing that in grade 10. Whereas I think when you go in as applied, you kind of felt stuck to applied because you were too afraid to move yourself up. Whereas I think this is a nice even playing field. I'm okay yeah. with this just for grade nine. Yes, at grade 10, like you mentioned, it changes. And I'm good with that too. I'm good with that. Because then once you get closer to those university years, you should be able to figure out by then what's needed of you and what's not. So I, I like this. And also for social reasons. Because let's not forget, there's a lot to the social aspect of it all. There were those people in the basic-ish classes. And I mean like really basic classes. And I forget the name of it. But when I was in high school, there was a name for it. Um, and you automatically judge them. They were yeah, fucking you, stupid. They were losers. They're the they, ones who eat grass during, honestly, during lunch. They go and they sit and eat the lawn. Truly had that. They were in classes of only like seven or ten kids. Like, yeah. I mean, you, they had a reputation right off the get go in high school. You know, your your most impressionable years as a young person. And right off the bat, you fucking idiot. And nobody wants to talk to you, or you have to stay with these with this clique of people because you were a part of it. So for those yeah. reasons. I actually like this. Do you okay, I get it. Oh, Dave, do you want to weigh in here? I just want to throw one thing. Do, do either of you remember making any really good decisions in grade nine? Yeah. You I do? I don't know what the fuck is wrong with everybody. Maybe was, <laughs> was I just raised a different way? I, I don't understand why. You had everything handed to you, white boy. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. I mean, Privilege. I don't know. I remember working yep. my dick off in high school, but I, I don't know. Maybe I was stupid for doing that. Uh, listen, I, I want to say here that I believe that there are um, disadvantaged, low-income, and racialized populations that probably did get steered into the wrong course. That's a teacher problem and a parent problem because I got to think that by the time you've reached the eighth grade, you've got a pretty good grasp on whether or not you can handle uh, an advanced or a, a simplified math course. I don't know how you wouldn't know if you can't handle it. And you know what? There was always the option to drop down. If you went into uh, the academic stream and it just wasn't for you, you could drop down to the applied stream. You were always allowed to move. You had months to move. So I don't understand what the problem here was. One thing I do think, though, is we've really just replaced a problem with another set of problems. Because I'm thinking about the people that are perfectly capable of handling academic math or academic English that now all of a sudden are getting sucked down into this vortex of mediocrity where we only teach to what the lowest level can do. What if they can handle academic or the, the applied stream? Sorry, the, I don't even know the word anymore. I forget. I'm so confused now. Academic and applied. Okay. Right. If you can handle the higher tier, why would we take that away from you? To me, what that says is if you want a better education in high school, you go to a private school. That's what that tells me, where you do have that option to get better uh, or more advanced teaching. I remember that, that you had to complete. So, for example, like if I'm in grade nine and I, and I took general math, basic math, whatever word they used to describe it, um, and, I, and I was feeling good about it and I wanted to go into advanced in grade 10, I had to finish advanced in grade nine. Before I could go. Yeah, I don't know if it was that easy. I, I, I agree with you. I believe. I it wish was- I could have just skipped that. But I remember like math was the one thing and I had, a, I had a problem with one teacher and I learned a good lesson in the end that it was really my fault uh, that I really, 
I, I slacked off and, and I blame the teacher for it. She gave me, she failed me with a 49, wow. a 49. So I had to go to summer school and I, and I went and it was the worst summer of my life. I hated it so much. And then the next year I had her again in math and I, there was nothing I could do to change my schedule to be with somebody else. Just couldn't do it. So I went in with this chip on my shoulder in her advanced, like grade 11 math or whatever it was. And I just was like, I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to do the work. I'm not going to say a word and I'm not even going to talk to her or look, look at her or nothing. I ended up passing her class with like an 88. And it was, so things turn around. You needed a reality check. uh, Absolutely. And I, and I kind of realized that this wasn't her fault. And I called her every name under the book and I, and I, in the book and I hated her. I was like, this, this woman ruined my summer. And could potentially ruin my education career, um, but I had to I had to own that because it was my fault and I was slacking off. And when I learned that lesson, I went, "Huh," and I started making smarter decisions about school. And that's why I asked about whether you've made smart decisions in grade nine because I remember a lot of people, a lot of my peers that went, "Well, th- I heard this one's the easier one, so I'm just going to take that," with no concern as to what that would mean right. down the road for if you wanted to move up or you wanted to take something more difficult you weren't able to do it because you didn't have the qualifications now so that's that's why i think that that grade nine area i don't recall making a lot of smart decisions right you know and i and i for my case i didn't have parents who were you know actively involved in my schooling they just they weren't so you know and there's a lot of people that are in that situation too and you can really screw yourself over at that level grade nine you can really make some some dumb mistakes that can have some long-lasting effects so, and then so imagine grade eight into grade nine when yeah. you are supposed to make those choices before you even hit grade nine that's why i like this is because you don't you aren't forced to make that choice and a lot of the time you just do whatever your grade eight grade maybe it's your teacher whatever it is whoever your guidance counselor is in elementary which they don't really have your grade eight teacher says dave now nah, you got to do applied and you just listen to them because you think that's what's best because you are too young to realize, no, fuck you, man. I can do this. No. You don't have that mentality usually. So that's why I like this. You go into high school and then it gives you that extra year of, okay, I'm looking around. I get a better idea of what this means, what academic means, what applied means, what I want to do for a living. Maybe you switch gears a little bit. So I, I'm all, again, I'm all, I'm all for it. So with the new set of problems then, Scott, what do you think is the biggest one that's going to be that a hurdle? We've done, that we've taken the top. The ones who are perfectly capable of handling the harder stream and taking away that option from them. Mm. No, nope, we're going to teach everybody the exact same way. You know, when you thought you got to grade nine so that you could really start specializing, really zero in on trying to figure out what it is you want to do for a living, try and figure out what you like and don't like, what your strengths and weaknesses are. You don't have a choice anymore. Everybody takes the same math. That's all there is to it. We're just kicking the can down the road, like I said. You're still going to make a choice, but you don't have to make it till 10th grade. Yeah. And frankly, I don't understand why the, the instant solution was take away streaming in grade 9. Did they even consider the possibility of introducing streaming in grade 7 and 8, where the teachers do have a little more time and they are a little more hands-on? Did we consider oh, that? I think I mean, the grade 7 and 8 teachers would highly disagree with you that they've got a lot more time to worry about who's academic and applied in their overpacked classrooms as it is. I mean, if 25 is overpacked, then okay. I mean, I don't see it that way personally, but that's just me. Listen, I don't understand why, because some can't do it or we're struggling with it or got misplaced, everybody has to go down. Usually we would try and lift people up, would we not? Yeah. I mean, if they're going to eliminate one, they should eliminate the lower one and help people get to the higher one, not just take it away altogether. Well, and I'm glad that they were talking about sort of especially with math. We'll go back to math for a second. I'm glad that they were discussing 
sort of reworking that curriculum. Because like what I said, I went to the, you know, did the general math in grade 10. I learned more in that about practical math. I learned about the stock markets. I learned about how interest rates are are done and and how all that stuff's calculated. I didn't learn any of that in advanced math. Nothing. It was trigonometry. It was algebra. It was, it was stuff like that, that I'm like still to this day have not used any of it and knew at that time that I probably wouldn't have a job where I would utilize it. Now to those who do amazing. Good for you. You can do calculus. That's awesome. <laughs> it doesn't, I don't know. It just, it doesn't seem practical yeah. to me in many, many jobs that many people end up in, but well, you can do it. You. Then all the power to you. Listen, I mean, really, we're just prolonging the inevitable here. You will have to choose. We're just giving you an extra year to choose it. God forbid you make an important decision in your transition year. I don't know why we even bother with the first year of university anymore. Maybe that should all be the same basic shit. Well, let's give everybody a chance to transition. Uh, They're in university, but we can't expect them to know what they want to do for a living, even though they're paying to be here and they've chosen their courses. You know, it just seems like we're allowing people to continue to put off inevitable but important decisions and frankly i don't think we should be we should be saying to everybody uh you know what that's a tough choice put it off for a year no the, the first the year should be where you can travel abroad and learn yeah, learn you know, about like, yourself yeah seriously if this is no meant to prepare you for post-secondary yeah. i really don't understand how high school is doing a service to those who are motivated and able to handle the content i, I really don't understand that the fact that they're still doing it tells me it's not a philosophy thing we're just accommodating rather than dealing with the actual issue. <laughs> if the issue here is that financially disadvantaged or racialized communities are being steered into the wrong tier, that's a problem that we need to solve. If the issue is that they're getting bad advice, let's fix that problem. Well, let's get to the root cause of that. Why is that? <laughs> Anybody who can handle the content should be able to take that content, not take it away from everybody because some ended up in the wrong spot. It's a tragedy when anybody doesn't get the education that they need and that they can handle. But I don't understand why changing the whole thing completely was the instinctive answer here. I I, I really don't understand that. And I'll be honest with you, if I had a kid in grade nine right now and I knew I got a real rocket scientist here, this kid's going somewhere. I would like them to learn more STEM. I would like them to take those advanced courses and really apply themselves and get them ready for university. I'm pulling them out of the public education system and they're going private. Well, and, and I mean, sure, yeah, for 30 grand a year, all the best, because most people can't do that. That's but, all negotiable, by the way. But dis- <laughs> not, that, not that negotiable. I will, I will host your assembly for you. Not that negotiable. Well, if, you can pl- if you're good at lacrosse or football, it's a lot cheaper, I'll tell sure. you that. Yeah, that's fair. Well, again, then you, you, do, you run into issues of disproportionately disadvantaged in those areas, too, because, and that is a good point. So let's say that your kid is in grade nine, you don't like that they're being taught this, that's when you still have those you have those um, bl- those people who are blessed in life that are able to be like, okay, kid, for your college application, you're going to look good because I'm signing you up for extra things. It's going to cost money out of mom and dad's pocket, but you'll look better than those people. So you're always going to have someone who has an av- advantage over you if you're unable to do it. But I don't know. I think it's a step. I'm good with it. Mm. Okay, guys, thank you. This was a good chat. I mean, we had a good conversation here and nobody got hurt. And I think that that's important in any conversation. No yeah. dogs were hurt in the making of this podcast. No, no. And you know, this was this was uh, a few less laughs than we normally have on a Friday, but there's some important stuff to think about here. Quick, Dave, tell a joke. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I have movers in my living room right now. Like, I'm yeah. literally about to dismantle this studio as soon as I disconnect from this broadcast. Are they looking at you weird? 
Uh, no, they're actually cool as shit. They're really? listening. Do they know who you are? I guess they knew. Uh, I don't think they know who I am. They just know what I do. <laughs> he has a okay. poster on the wall with his name on it. Yeah, I'm sure, I think they know who he is. When you walk in Scott's house, it does say you're in Scott Fox's house yeah. right up there on the wall. Yeah, so. and he has uh, like from a uh, golf. Where did you play? Where you got the uh, um, Canadian Open? Oh. The Canadian Open. Yeah. So he's got the uh, the name the vest that on the vest that the caddy wore. Yeah, it's all framed and nice. So he leaves that up. Everything else is packed except up, for it? that. It's framed on the wall, Scott? nice and nice and beautiful. Scott, is it up? It's up. Oh no! He- All of the pictures are up. Yeah, Not just the pictures of me. <laughs> it's true. My house is just a fucking museum of it. pictures of me with celebrities and, ha- and shit like that. It's a hall of fame. He's like, hey, movers, did you ever watch The Sopranos? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the cigar that Tony smoked in in season three, yeah. episode two. Check it out. I've got a. I've got some cool memorabilia. I got one of the replica guns they used when they made Scarface. I thought he was gonna say, "I need new friends." <laughs> I do need new friends now. You fuck. <laughs> well, now that I look as shallow as I possibly could, <laughs> guys, you have a great weekend. You too. Good Be luck. Safe. Good luck. Eh? Thank you, guys. We'll uh, talk to you Monday. The tuna lawsuit against Subway sandwiches is back. And now they're saying that the tuna contains chicken, pork, and cattle DNA. Even crazier, when they tested Subway's chicken and pork, they found it's 100% tuna. Really? According to a new poll, 76% of Americans said that Facebook makes society worse, said Zuckerberg right. But what do you think of Meta? Postmaster General just said that the U.S. Postal Service is ready for the holiday package rush. Unfortunately, the holiday they're talking about is July 4th, but still, they're ready. Apple CEO Tim Cook said in an interview this week that he's worried about the amount of time people spend, quote, scrolling mindlessly on their devices, which is kind of like hearing that your weed dealer is worried you sleep too much. The FAA has proposed more than $200,000 in fines for 10 unruly passengers. And this is nice. Starting today, if you're flying from Florida, they ask if you want to prepay your fine. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.